Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adeumi. I'm going through the book of Acts of the Apostles. We are now in the final chapter, the last chapter of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28, where Apostle Paul and the prisoners that were being sent to Rome run into this uh, hurricane called Euroclidon that drove them back all the way to an island. They all, all, most all they were going to die, but the angel of the Lord showed himself to Paul and said, all of God will save all of them. They all live, they survive, but the ship will be lost. And so the, the ship was broken into pieces by the wire, by the wind, and the, when the ship itself was stuck as they were trying to get to that island. But now they all jump into the water. Some of them that could seem swim out, some of those that could not swim, they grab on something that they were able to paddle themselves all the way to the, to the island called Melita. Chapter 28. Now, in the last chapter, we see some episode of what happened to Apostle Paul in that island, and he became a famous person, delivering some people from sickness and diseases, that gave, that gave uh, the name of Jesus Christ a good uh, reputation, and then many people were converted in that place also. That's chapter 20. And when they were escaped, I mean, when they were escaped from the, from the sea, then they knew that the island was called Melita. Melita, the name of the island where they, they were grounded. But you see, that Melita is called Malta, M-A-L-T-A, in the nowadays map of the, of the Mediterranean Sea. So, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. Now that was a, a way of their writing, and it actually means you showed them good kindness. Not, no little, that's not small, but it gives you a great, a great, a great kindness. They call them barbarous people. In those generations, they are people that knew Greek. You cannot speak Greek has been the language that you like a lingua franca all over the world in that generation because the Grecian Empire spread their language and that became the trading languages before the Roman Empire took over. So the Romans also were still speaking Greek, but they have their own language, maybe Latin. But they still allow the Greek to be the one that is commonly used everywhere. But if you don't speak Greek and you don't speak Latin and you are not from Hebrew, where they already know Hebrew language is everywhere in some places too. And those are the societies and the cultures they have already known in the world. Then, then Egyptian language, you know that. But some other languages that just came up, you never heard of them before. They call them barbar barbarians because they are speaking language that nobody knew before. So that's why they call them barbarians. So you call them barbarous people. These people on the island are called barbarous people. They are speaking another language that nobody knew. So that's the word. That's why they use the word barbarian for them. That's why Apostle said, if I'm speaking to you, you don't understand what I'm saying, and you can't and I can't understand what you're saying, we are like barbarians to one another. So he said, these barbarous people, they show them some kindness, and not no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. You see, when the or when there's hurricane, there will be cold of cold weather of course, because they are saying winter is coming. And this hurricane with wind, you also bring rain. So that's why I said, because of the rain, also these people are wet. Because they were actually swimming and they were wet. So I don't think they had any, any of them get any, any of their change of raiment out of the boat. See? Only the one they have on their back, perhaps. 
So they are all wet. But these Barbarian people show them kindness. And the kind of fire say, all of you come and warm up yourself right here because it's so cold. But still, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fasting on his hand as a snake. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, and he was one of the prisoners, according to the see the prisoners will have a uniform. So people could say, this barbarian could see that when they see soldiers, okay, and they see soldiers saying, gather this, you see, you see, that's the soldiers will try to separate the prisoners so that they can keep track of them that we are, to, we are still, everybody's okay. So Apostle Paul also is a prisoner among them, so he will be, so they could see that these are prisoners gathered by these soldiers, so the barbarian could recognize that. So that's why they are going to be looking at Apostle Paul as one of the prisoners also. Now, they saw Apostle Paul got beaten by a snake. Now, they begin to say, this man must be really wicked. A prisoner that just escaped now, beaten by a snake. Oh, man, this, is, this man is in serious trouble. So, they were trying to think out and say, no doubt, this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. I mean, they think if evil is compounded upon people, there must be some... So vengeance is pursuing this person. So that's what he was saying. That this man, if he's a murderer, and of course, the other thing is, a, is a, one, of this, one of the prisoners. So the way, just the vengeance is pursuing him. See, he just escaped and now he's snake biting. But Apostle Paul shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. How be they looked when he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. So they were expecting that this man, that vengeance is pursuing, is going to be dead in a few, in a few hours. You are washing him. You are washing him. See that you are going to swell up and die. But he didn't die. After they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. That snake bites him. He was, you didn't feel it. This man must be a supernatural person. That's what I mean by a god. In the same quarters were possessions of chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us. And lodged us three days cautiously. Now, people have believed that Pujol must be a Roman. But uh, the Romans have already been in that place. They already have somebody to be in charge of that section. So, Publius was the chief man of the island. But because that name is Publius, is the name of a Roman, it's a Roman name. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a, of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hand on him and healed him. So Apostle Paul saw that this father of this chief man called Pulius, his father was sick, I mean an elderly man, and then he was so sick of fever, and Apostle Paul went there and prayed for him, because the Lord just gave you the authority to pray for the sick, lay your hand on the sick, they shall recover. So wherever you find yourself, use the name of Jesus. And that was what Apostle Paul just did. He didn't say, I'm a prisoner, I can't talk. No, he's now in charge of almost everybody there, because he just told them, the angel of the Lord told me this. And it happened just like he said. So everybody are now respecting Apostle Paul for what he has uh, told them about the, the voyage. Now you saw Publius was, I said this Publius was a chief man. He actually housed them and kept them, gave them food and so on. The old 276 people, you must, that's why they call him the chief man of the place because he was the palace, the governor, and he was able to provide for all of them so that they have something to eat. So when he found him, when he said that his daddy was sick, that's Publius' daddy, and he, Paul went there and prayed for him and healed him. But now he said, so when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. 
maybe they have been trying doctors, doctors couldn't help, or they are recalled medical uh, native doctors, and that's not helping. Um, so they had this man pray for the, this uh, Publius father, he was healed, so everybody began to come to him to, to, to pray for them, and he was healing them, miracles were happening right there in the village, in the, in the island. And they said, these people now, they actually honored Paul and the whole crowd they were now living. But they who also honored us with many honors when we departed. They laded us with such things as were necessary. So that island, they took these people that just escaped and said, they are now our guests. And not only that, our Paul has been praying for the sick and people who are being here. So they were so excited. And when these people are leaving, they gave them everything they need to, to make their journey back to Rome. Verse 11, after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria, another ship which had wintered in the island. So many of those ships that know their way, they pass, we come to that island and stay there. And before they go on, uh, except this other ship that collapsed there, they couldn't, that cannot be recovered because it's already broken to pieces. It's after three months, they stay in that island for three months. So then that will mean that covered the whole winter. Now this springtime has come, and the ship that had been there, that knew how to maneuver itself to that island was there from Alexandria, and then they are now going towards Rome. So this old 26 people just boarded that same ship and went with the ship of Alexandria towards Rome. They said this ship has a sign that was Castor and Pollux. I mean, that's the, almost like saying that's the, uh, in our case, if it's a ship, they will have a license plate, no so that's the sign they use for identifying ships. Castor and Polo, they have like a flag. Castor, Polo, a flag that we identify the ship. So that's what they are saying, that this ship has a sign called Castor and Polo. Verse 12, and landing at Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And from thence, we fetched the compass and came to Regium. And after one day, the south wind blew. See, they still have to be monitoring the wind because... That's how they travel on ship. And we came the next day to Puteoli, where we found brethren, and we decided to tarry with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome. So now when you say we decided to tarry with them seven days, that's, does that mean the ship itself was staying for seven days? Or they just asked the centurion that, can we stay seven days with the uh, brethren over here? And the centurion said, well, well, yeah, we can. We, we have been traveling for so many months. Well, let's just stay here for seven days. That's possible because they can always say, you can always use the vacation. So those centurion, they say, we need to get room. We need to get room. No, seven days over here is one week. Yeah, we let you guys stay seven days. Let's just have all of us have some fun here because we have all been in this city together for three months in Ireland there. And this is a better city. We, we have to have some fun. So that's why perhaps they were able to convince the Centurion to let them stay for seven days in this place again because they found the brethren they want to tarry. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, I mean, the brethren are hearing that the Apostle Paul and his team were coming from Jerusalem, this happened, this happened, that happened, because other people have heard about the story and they went to Rome before, before Apostle Paul finally got there. They were already telling the people. So when the brethren heard of us, they came to meet us as far as Apai Forum. That's another subsection of Rome. And the three taverns, that's another subsection of Rome. When Paul saw, he thanked God and took courage. When he said the brethren came to meet them there, because, you see, they were staying seven days in one place, waiting to, before the, that's uh, Puccioli. 
That's not too far away from Rome right now, but some people, well, during that seven days, some people that are brethren could have said, well, they are going to Rome, and these people are still staying for seven days. You go to Rome and they told the story to the brethren in Rome. That's how you know Apostle Paul, this is what happened, and I said, really? So when they now heard that they are coming, they will be coming next week. So they all came, some of them came all the way to this, the three taverns, it's a section of Rome that if you see gold, the map, you see that section called three taverns. And then another called Pi Forum. They are all just like a, the coastline of Rome. And they said some people came over there all the way to just to welcome Paul. So when Paul saw them, he was happy. So when we came to Rome, the centurion of verse 16, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. Because he was still not a prisoner yet, he was still just coming for hearing. Before the, before the season. So they let Paul stay by himself, and the soldier will be staying with him that will keep him make sure that he, in the day of record, he will come to court. Verse 17. Now Paul is now in Rome, and was now in Rome, he was going to now try to see how he could maneuver himself, so see and talk to the Jews and see how he could tell the Jews what's happening in Jerusalem, what he was here for. So, verse 17 says, And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said unto them, Men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our father, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. Who, when they had examined me, would have let me go, because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews speak against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar. Not that I had ought to accuse my nation of. For this cause, therefore, have I called for you to see you and to speak with you, because that for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this shame. Now, why did he call the, ruler, the elders of the Jews together? Because he was of the opinion that if, this, if, there is, if he was going to court before Caesar, there would be some prosecutors, not some. He was he is the defender. But who are going to be the prosecutors that are going to tell Caesar what he has done wrong? So he was assuming that maybe the chief priests and the rulers from Jerusalem most likely will be sending some people to to tell the Jews in Rome to represent them. Instead of the chief priests himself coming or the high priest coming, no, they don't want to come. The, he was that way. Maybe they have sent to these people. Maybe they have not sent anybody to them yet. I want to talk to the chief of the Jews myself. So that's why I called the elder, the ruler, I said, he called the chief of the Jews together and told them, this is what was going on. That was two years ago that they arrested me, not just last month, two years ago. So maybe they have heard about it, maybe they have not heard it, you know. But he was trying to make them know where he is coming from and why he's there, and they say, well, let's see whether somebody has already notified this ruler, this chief of the ruler of the Jews about whether they are going to represent the high priest and talk against Paul. So verse 21, they, are, they responded to Paul and said, They said unto him, We neither received letters out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spake any arm of thee. As if we have never heard anything about you from, from Jerusalem. Those people that visited since we talked about two years ago, they never talked anything about you. So it was not like a, it was a well-known issue, no? Verse 22, now is where they continue to say, But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest. I mean, they want to hear what you are teaching, what you are preaching. For as concerning this sect, they're saying this sect of this Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, we know that everywhere it is spoken against, that is, they have been hearing that 
Oh, the Jews over there didn't like it. The Jews over there didn't agree with it. The Jews in other countries, they were all speaking against it. That's why I said we know that everywhere this sect of the Jewish sect called the Nazarene, Jesus of Nazareth group, that people, all the people that Jews were speaking against it. Okay, so they said, well, let's hear it from your own mouth what you have been preaching. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging. So now they say, we are going to come and listen to you. Tell us what this thing is all about from your own perspective. You have been preaching about and that's why you are here. So let's hear from your mouth. So he, they appointed a day where they will come. And there came many to him into his lodging, verse 23, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the Lord of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. He said the, 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 the message of the gospel, the kingdom, from what Moses wrote, what the prophets wrote, what the book of Psalms wrote, that they're talking about the Messiah, that the Messiah has come. Jesus is the one that fulfilled all these things. Jesus Christ fulfilled all of these prophecies. But 24 says, and some believed the things which were spoken. Some believed not, of course. The Lord Jesus Christ always said, I know my sheep. It's not everybody that we believe just because you are a good orator or because God is speaking to your mind or something. Everyone will believe because God knows his own sheep. That's what Christ said. Verse 25, and when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Where speak the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers? Saying, go unto these people and say, hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand. Seeing ye shall see and not perceive. They see all these signs and wonders which Jesus Christ did and they still didn't believe. Christ said that those are my evidences that the Father has sent me. And they say, well, these are good works, all right, but you are you are blaspheming, you are saying you are God. You say you are not creeping the Sabbath. Say, well, look, all of those things they are pointing out are not even to be pointed out because he is God manifesting in the flesh. He didn't want to believe that. They say you are breaking the Sabbath. They say the Sabbath is for men, not men for the Sabbath. So all of those things that you are pointing against against Christ is because the judge didn't want to believe. And Christ said, I know my sheep. You won't believe because you are not my sheep. Which means there are two seeds on earth, the seed of God and the seed of the serpent. And if the seed of Sabbath are more, they are carrying the crowd. That's what's going on. And that was what went on then too. So verse 26, saying, Go unto these people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of these people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Now, this Bible verse, verse 27 was quoting from the book of Isaiah and uh, Verse chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. Now, the question is, did God close their ears or the devil close their ears? Because that's what you have, people have to begin to wonder. He said, the heart of these people is worse gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes are, they close, they close their own eyes, or the devil close their eyes. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. So it is perhaps they themselves close their own ears. They don't want to eat because sometimes it will be jealousy. Sometimes the devil walking on their mind, they won't let them understand or believe. Because Christ talked about the seed that fell upon Google, upon, this, upon the roadside. Also. The boss of the air just picking up, not thinking about it. So that is also showing that some, some soil, which is the woman heart, some soil are not good soil. And if they are not good soil, they don't belong to him. They will not receive the word. 
Verse 28 says, Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Verse 29, And when he had said this was, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. Verse 30, Now this is the final wrapping up of this chapter. Apostle Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. So he's another two years in Rome. He has been a prisoner now almost two years in Caesarea. Now, Almost uh, so many months on the, on the sea. Now, two years again in Rome, just waiting for sentencing. He dwelt two old years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. That was the liberty he had when he was in Rome to keep on doing what he was doing because Rome is full of. Other, other religions also. They worship Jupiter. They worship Saturn. They worship all Mars. They worship so many things. So all of them have their own things. Even some of those rulers, they have their own idols. So if he came and was preaching another idol or another god, and so they, they don't really count as an offense. But this, you know, the Jews brought him as an, as, a, as an offender. So he has to start before Caesar. And now he's going to present. When this, the Acts of the Apostles ended up right here in chapter 28. Didn't tell us how he went before Caesar. But we have to go to the letters of Apostle Paul to see that he said he was before Caesar twice. The first time he said that he, in my first sentencing, no man stood with me. But God was standing with Paul. They all of the people forsook him because they wanted to know, who are you believe this thing you are saying? I said, everybody, every believer just kept quiet. They didn't, they didn't step forward to say they believe. So he said, nobody stood with me. He was reporting that to Timothy. But he said he was going the second time because it's like they adjourned the case before the Caesar because at that time another Caesar was here. Called, I think they called him Caesar. It was Emperor was Nero, who was a, a ruthless person according to the history, and that was the person he was now standing before. Maybe by the time he got to Rome, there will be a shade of Caesar because people in those generations, they are, they are, the Caesars die or they kill them or they poison them because of a uh, competition to become Caesar. So another Caesar was there, and it was like Nero, when he was going there the second time, he was standing before another Caesar, that they say hated all of those uh, religious things. So in the end, according to the scripture, according to the stories we had, uh, some people believe that Apostle Paul was actually released, that he was not uh, killed by, by, that, uh, by this sentencing. But then there came another persecution later, persecution against the Christians later, that took every believer were arrested and being persecuted. That was not the problem of faith. But when you look at what, what Apostle Paul himself wrote, he was sending, sending letters to Timothy and said he was now ready to be sacrificed, which means he believed that when he goes second time, he most likely will be killed. But see, whether that was what really happened or it was the or it was the persecution that took all the believers by surprise during the time of Nero that also took him. We, we cannot tell it. When he was writing the second epistle to Timothy, he was telling Timothy that he was now ready to be sacrificed at the time of his departure to Satan, telling Timothy to, to, to stand firm. So we know that the, the Lord stood with Paul and he stood before Nero and gave a testimony also, just like God said, we stand before Caesar. And the rest is history. The Lord Christ marching on, these brethren, they went to their reward, waiting in paradise, waiting for the resurrection. And then the, the, the church continued 
And we know we are now at the end of time where there will be a final revival. We believe there's going to be a final revival that will usher many more people into the kingdom of God and then there will be the rapture. The dead in Christ will be resurrected first. We that are alive and remain. Apostle Paul put that one in the first letter, letter to the Thessalonians. Saying that he thought he would still be alive by that time. No, he was gone right now. The we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That will take place, brethren. And if you are a believer, stand firm and hope for that. And look forward for that because Jesus is coming soon. And then after that will be the world war that will destroy masses and then the kingdom of God will come down with the saints that, that have gone up to meet the Lord in the sky, which shall come down and start a new kingdom, a new world on this planet Earth, physical kingdom. As we did for 1,000 years, you see in the book of Revelation chapter 20, that those that are beheaded for Christ, they will be resurrected, they will live again and live for, with Christ for 1,000 years in a millennial reign, a rest. That's the rest, the seven-day rest of God is really millennial rest. Millennial. And that will take place, you will look at it in the book of Revelation chapter 20, give us a summary of that, and we believe that the Lord has given us insight and let us be looking up because Jesus Christ is coming soon. God bless you. Amen.